Welcome back to Different Minds, Same Grind podcast. I'm your co-host, Alexi DeMille. And I am Mackenzie Nelson Chu, and we are so excited to be here for round two. We also wanted to give some appreciation and thanks to everyone who supported us on our first episode. We did start to get in some comments and questions, and so thank we're you just so, so much. Thank yeah, you. thank you. And, and for those of you who are just catching up with us, um, our email is DMSG podcast at gmail.com stands for different minds same grind so i'll repeat it one more time dmsg podcast at gmail.com go ahead and send us over an email with questions conversations that you want us to have or if you're interested on be- in being a guest please also reach out we'd love to have you i mean clearly we do range from northern utah to southern utah so yes. If you're in between or if you're even out of the States, we'd love to have you. Yes. We're here for it. <clears throat> All right, Mackenzie, let's start in with the segment number one. What's happening in your business life this week? Okay. Well, um, it's been a fun week. We've had some showings. We've been getting people kind of pre-approved, ready to take those steps um, for when they're ready to purchase, which is always super fun, especially for first time home buyers. So been doing a little bit of that and then obviously helping you and pair. Um, we are kind of crossing some awesome deadlines and getting ready to close on your guys' investment property. Yes. Um, our business life kind of merged today. Yes, so absolutely. I'm going to expand on that too. Please. Yes. We are so close to closing. We're what? Is it like a week away? Two weeks. Two weeks. With the holidays and everything. Oh, lovely. Um, I see. I don't even know the closing date. That's why I have to have Mackenzie on top of it. <laughs> um, but in that, we are dealing with, you know, lenders and also... Title companies and getting all of the yeah. documents that you need yeah. and all the fun stuff with that. All the fun stuff with that. So, so that's, that's also happening in my business too. Yeah. I would say what's going on in your business other than that? Other than us getting our newer rental property, we're actually selling our Illinois home. Um, That is a rental property that has been an Airbnb for us for two years. It's actually with a business partner of mine that so happens to be one of Paris's longtime friends, but he's now... Um, I've now been in business with him for two years. He's phenomenal too. Um, But we have decided to sell that property. Okay. um, Which I'm more than happy to go more into why a little bit later. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, we have been going through showings, sending over documents. um, All the fun things. Making sure that there's like a rental license approval process and all of that. So it's been really fun fun <laughs> sometimes people think that that stuff is so easy it's and not. it looks super easy from the outside looking in but man if you're on the inside it's like a boatload of checklist items oh that you just gotta gosh. be doing even with like this podcast we started listing them out in like a project board We're and like, it was ah. like five minutes later there was 20 tasks and yeah. we're like wait this is just one episode right no when you break it down it gets complex, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> no, it definitely does, but that's what's happening in my business. So, um, is there anything else that you wanted to add 
in there? Not in the business realm. I'm excited to move on to the second segment. All right. Um, I'll go ahead and ask you. So, what's the weekly life recap for you? Oh, so Paris is getting surgery. He has a deviated septum. Oof. And I'm actually really excited for it. <laughs> I hope he doesn't listen to this. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm so excited for him to get the surgery because he physically cannot breathe at night. So if yes. he can't breathe at night, so that it's for the best. leads to waking up every freaking hour. Absolutely. And if he's waking up every hour, then I'm waking up every hour. So... Then we both don't get sleep, and it's so fun. Not. But, yeah, he's he's going through surgery, so we're preparing for that. Um, He'll probably be, probably be down for about a week. But I'm I'm excited for him. That'll I really am. That'll be good. That's fun. Yeah. I mean, not fun, but, like, fun. No, it's, It'll like, It'll be good, better once he's done. Yeah, for sure. It's kind of, I don't know, I get a little bit nervous about surgeries and he's like oh no it'll be fine like he's walking into it like it's yeah it's gonna be done in five seconds and I, i'm like are you gonna be okay like i'm really nervous for you and i anyway. expect an update when he's done and if he leaves with anesthesia please send oh, a video we'll get a video and if it's funny enough we'll clip it on this podcast <laughs> i love it anyway um what's happening in your personal life this week recap yes so it's been fun. It's been crazy. It's been it's been life this week. I feel like I have kind of had the opportunity to be with a lot of family over the holidays mm-hmm. and find out new traditions. Being newly married, it's it's different. I had lived by myself for so long before this that I'm used to just making my own schedule. I mean, obviously Cody was included in all of it, but now it's like finding the connection with each other that we're going to visit my family and his family and Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and his siblings and the grandparents. And So, question for you. Yes. This is kind of like a bestie conversation a little bit because yes. when you told me that you were first getting married, I know how you are and like how independent that you are. So, I'm not going to lie. that Like, that crossed my mind. Like, is Mackenzie... Not in, like, a, are you ready for this? Like, you're immature or anything like that. But, like, are you ready for that? It was something that, like, you, like, you don't really think about it until it's here. Like, Mm, you're just like, oh, that's going to be a breeze. We're going to just knock it out of the park and it's going to be so fun. And I will say, like, it's way fun to see all of the families. For sure. And I think, like, even, like, conversations that me and him have had in, like, the last 24 hours. Mm Mm-hmm. Cody, I love you. Um, <laughs> Spill the tea. <laughs> he's like, he's totally one of those guys that he's like, all right, so maybe for next Christmas, we like leave during Christmas and we go on like a cruise. And I'm the type of person that's like, what? Like, absolutely not. I'm not leaving during mm. Christmas. Are you crazy? Are you the Grinch? Like, I'm not leaving on Christmas, my Christmas tree and my decorations. If you could literally see my house right now, you can't look and there not be a I've Christmas seen decoration. it. I'm here. I It is head to toe Christmas. And so I think, like, that's one, that's just something that we've had this week that we've kind of, like, and I have to take a step back and look at it from others' point of views, too. So it's just different, like, 
The traditions. The traditions and, and starting new traditions with him. Because growing up, you have your traditions with your family. And now it's like you have to add in those traditions with your family, but also add in the tradition with your new family. Mm-hmm. And then his family. And it's just a lot. So... It's good. It's great. We're starting new traditions. It's super fun. I will say one of my favorite traditions that we've done is getting a Christmas tree. We've done it for three years now. We've gotten a live Christmas tree, and we've always kept it at my house. So that's always been so fun, and that's my favorite part. That's awesome. So, but moving on from the life recap, let's go straight in to the bestie conversation. conversation. The bestie conversation, which is drum roll, please. It is going to be risk versus rewards. Yes. Wins and losses, risk versus rewards. How we used to look at risk and how we look at it now. Absolutely. So, you have a more recent story that we're going to talk about (laughs) and dive into on risk. So, let's just, I'm going to turn it over to you. Yeah. So, I have a super recent one and then I have one that was a few years back and so we can go into that one a little bit later but my most recent one is I'm not a huge risk taker um and my husband is so I'm kind of learning (laughs) to grow into this like this is fun but this is scary and my whole life like I have always been taught by my dad amazing man that You know, you get paid, this much goes into your checking, this much goes into your savings, this much you put away for a rainy day, whatever, taxes, whatever. Um, And so that's all, that's what I've done. So, so like really kind of what you're, I feel like every child is taught, like you need to be safe, you need a savings account, you need to make sure that you're putting money away all the time and like debt's bad. Yes. (laughs) So I obviously started my personal checking account when I was 16 years old. My dad's still on it. Like, he had to sign because obviously, like, I wasn't old enough. So, I've had a Young Savers saving account. Okay, I don't even know what a Young Savers saving account is. It's literally, like, when you get a checking account at 16 years old and they know that you're not going to put a lot of money into it. So, it's the the money, like, they say that, like, literally the minimum is $250 and it's fine if it always stays at that. Okay. So, I've just always put my savings into that. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward, I have a husband that's a risk taker. My father-in-law, his dad is even more of like a safe, but risk taker. And so I'm not a stocks person. Somebody wants to come to me and prove to me that I'll never lose a dollar. I'll put my money into stocks until then. Sorry about it. Um, I'm the safe route. I don't want to lose money. Gain is great. So you're very like risk averse. Yes. When I take a risk, I want my money to still be there. If that makes sense. So so right now it's it's a risk. (laughs) It's my type of risk. (laughs) Like so, what you're talking about is risk on interest rates right now. You know they're great. They're high. I want them high in the moment for this. But then it's like I know that I'm not for your account, right? Yes. But I know that I'm not losing money. It's just I might not make as much on the monthly interest. A very safe way. Safe way to, to earn money. Yes, <laughs> risk. You know, that's me. So it's just been I've I've put it into a different account now, and that was my risk. And <laughs> I was so nervous about this. And this is kind of funny because I think it's kind of relaxed me a little bit. Not really. I'm stressed out of my mind, and I got to go to the bank after this. But it has relaxed me in a way of like I'm putting my trust into somebody else. 
that I switched it into a different account and it's got a higher interest rate and all this stuff. Well, like on my mobile banking app, I can see all of my accounts. I can see what's going on, everything like that. So when I switched it out of this, the bank was like, oh yeah, 24 hours and you'll be able to see it. So checked the next day. I check my bank account every single morning. Like that's just something I do. 6 a.m., check my bank account. Don't know why, because I didn't spend money the day before. Check my bank account. <laughs> um, that's what, like, that is how crazy I am when it comes to, like, right. I'm not a riskful person. Like, anyways. So, go to the bank. My money's not showing. Go in there crying because I think I've lost it. She's like, oh, no, we'll take care of it. You're fine. Everything's fine. Still there. So, I'm like, okay. She'll, like, it will be up in 24 hours. Okay. Mind you, I walk in today to... <laughs> To me on the phone with the banker. I'm like about ready to record this podcast and Mackenzie's on the phone with the bank like, what is going on? And they're like, oh, well, we accidentally didn't have you do something. So now you got to come back into the bank and then you should see it. Once you sign this, you should see it within 48 hours to 72 days. And so that's my risk taking is like, I'm a very low risk taker. But when I take risks, I always want to make sure my reward is still there. Mm -hmm. And it's just a lower risk take. So I'm not that big of a risk taker. I wish that I was because I I liked kind of the thrill of it. But I see why people are and I see why people aren't. Okay, but that's actually kind of crazy that you say that because to me, I look at you and I'm like, okay, you started your business at 19. And to me, that is a huge risk because it's so independent. Real estate is kind of a scary business to get in at that age because you do just have to hit the ground running and to me to go full blown into that is a lot more risky especially if you don't have a ton of support financially or you don't have your feet in the ground yet absolutely so talk a little bit about that aspect so that's probably been one of my biggest risks is when I started real estate I had another part-time job so I was doing Real estate, part-time, and this part-time. So you kind of eased into that So I kind of eased into it, but it was also one of those where I just kept getting told by my mentors, like, unless you're ready to take this serious, like, you'll never be able to get to where you want. Because I, I'm a person, I have such big goals, I have such big dreams, and you'll never be able to get there if you're just dipping your toe in. Like, mm-hmm. it's just not realistic. So I had to make this decision, and I remember the phone call that I had with my dad. I literally called him in the parking lot of my real estate brokerage, just bawling because I was like, I have to make this decision and I have to make it now. And my job, I was a paraeducator at one of our local high schools and I absolutely loved it. Loved, loved, loved what I did. I was going to college, getting my degree, loved it. Very safe route. Very safe route. And my dad, I remember him saying, Kenzie, I've never been a risk taker and I know 100% that I raised you and that you can do this. And I was like, oh my gosh. My dad says to do it. And, like, my dad's not a risk taker. So, I was, like, I, like in my mindset, I was, like, if he tells me I can do it, we can do it. Mm-hmm. So, I went in and I put my two weeks at my job. And like, right after that conversation? Right after that conversation. And, like, switched everything. Like, instantly went into, I'm taking this risk and I'm 100% throwing my body in. And it's no longer a foot, a toe in the water. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, after my two weeks fully stepping over to real estate, I remember having, I want, like, to cry when I say this. Because I remember having $1,000 in my savings 
and $50 in my checking. Because once again, I only put in my checking what I absolutely needed and my bills and that was it. So I walked away from a job that paid me every two weeks Mm -hmm. and I was getting that paycheck to something that I didn't know when I was going to get paid next. And that's probably one of my biggest risks because that is a risk in real estate and you don't know when you're going to get paid. Nothing is promised to you. And now looking back at it, my reward has been huge. Like I've created a very successful business and I love it. And I wish I could like tell the 19 year old me, like this is where I would have been today because I would have jumped in way sooner. And obviously you have to take those kind of trials and risks to get the reward. And that's kind of how I make it make sense today. But that was probably one of my biggest risks. Wow. I love that. I Sorry, I was, like, really engaged in that conversation because I was, like, I while, while you were speaking, I was thinking about, you know, similar aspects of how I have or haven't taken risks in my life. And, yeah, that just opened up the my mind to thinking about that. I know that there's a lot of risks, obviously, because I see it on the opposite side of you. But what are some risks with, obviously, your investment properties that you and Paris take into effect when you're purchasing them? Risks with our rental properties. So I think for me, the biggest, Paris's answer would probably change. So I'm going to stick to like my core beliefs, which are vastly different than my husband, who is also my business partner. Um, So we kind of balance each other out in that way. Mm -hmm. I, on the investment side, tend to be way more risk averse. Mm -hmm. Like I want the safer route. Right. I want to make sure that my properties are cash flowing. I want to make sure that I don't have to spend a lot of money on AC units or like, right. what are they going to go out soon? Um, let's lowball the heck out of them so we can get as much money. Like, I want to make sure that I'm not diving into my cash, um, my little cash fund over here. Right. I want to use as little of it as possible to keep that safety net. Right. That's how I view it. Again, Paris would probably say differently, but <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But it is. It's something that, like, everybody's view is going to be different on it. And so it's a risk. uh, But the reward's huge because you have investment properties that down the road are going to benefit you 100%. 1,000%. And I could really go on and on with risks with investments. Like the Illinois home that we were talking about that we're selling. Mm -hmm. That was a huge risk. And it had a lot of reward in the learning phase. Right. However, financially... It's not been how we projected. Right. So that was a big risk. It was out of state. It was a new short-term rental avenue that we hadn't explored in the past. Right. And I cannot express enough how important the learning lessons that I have gone through with it that has really made it so rewarding. Seriously. Um, I wasn't going to talk about this, but I feel like it's so relevant (laughs) to taking risks in your life. Um, So, this is so hard for me to talk about. (laughs) I don't even know how to talk about it. Bring it, bring it, let's go. Okay, so, like, let's see, like, four weeks ago, I called Paris at work, okay? (laughs) And... I was crying. I, like, stepped outside of work, and I was crying. It was during lunch, and I was like, Paris, I need you to tell me if I quit my job today, will you support me? 
pause right there. What was your job? I was a marketing director at a real estate coaching company. Okay. So marketing is what I currently do. Um, it's kind of the career path that I have chosen. Um, aside from my real estate investing business. Right. Which never really, yeah, there was a lot of risk doing this right. job as well. Right. But I'll stick to the, the main one here. Um, we moved to Las Vegas for me to pursue this job. And I quit my other job, didn't have one lined up, and then we jumped ship over here. Fast forward two years, I'm now the marketing director. I've been in it for two and a half, almost three years. And I get to this point where I realize I can't be here anymore. I don't think that this company aligns with my personal goals, what I believe to be professional, what I would personally do ethically and morally and all of that. Mm -hmm. And I have seen so much that I knew from the very beginning, like I could see it, but I was more just there for the experience and taking these risks on myself. Right. And in that, I feel like I got really lost, like seriously lost. When did you, when did you know that? I hate to say it. I hate to admit this, but I knew it probably six months into my job. Okay. Like I knew that for a fact. And you stayed and you worked. I stayed. I started out as a marketing assistant there and I ended as a marketing director. So within two years, it was like, bam, bam, bam. Right. Promotion, promotion, promotion. So that's really my motivating factor for wanting to stay there. Right. Right. And I saw all of these red flags and I was technically a part of all of these red flags. And it, going back to that conversation of when I called Paris a few weeks ago and I was like, I think I'm just there. I'm to the point where it's, this has not been worth it for me. And now I have all of these bad habits that I've learned and I lost myself completely. I'm anxious. I'm not confident anymore. I feel like I'm drowning because when you lose sight of, I don't know, who you are as an individual and when you're going with the flow, you truly just lose everything. And it got to that point. And so in this conversation, my heart was beating so fast. Like I was like, oh, should I, I really have to leave? Right. I seriously have to leave. Right. And of course, Paris, um, he actually is a big risk taker. He is. And <laughs> he on is. the investment side, it's so funny. He's so risky on the investment side of things. But he's like, I will support you 100%. But I really want you to think about, you know, where where are we at? Like, let's, let's logically just think about that. And he's like, I support you 100%. I have agreed that you should have left <laughs> years ago, right? right. Um, but that doesn't mean that there's not some sort of personal responsibility there financially. Absolutely. And when Absolutely. you're purchasing property properties all over the time, you do have to take that into consideration. So he's like, come home. We'll talk about it. We'll figure something out, right? Right. Kind of sleep on the idea of maybe wanting to, what that looks like for you and your family well, and all of these things. To that point, it was like, well, we know what's going to happen. Right. Let's just talk about what our next steps are exactly. before you just walk in there and say, I'm done. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so he was like, okay, yes, do it, but let's talk about it. Let's make sure that we have, we're on the same page. Totally. And 
very like uh, I really appreciate and applaud him for that because I feel like big decisions like that, which Mackenzie, you and I were talking about this the mm-hmm, other day. Mm-hmm. It you have to decide what you need to sleep on and what you need to dive into more. What you can make a for sure 100% we're doing this or do I need to sleep on it and kind of let the motions lay low so that you can go in with a full mind. Exactly. So what's interesting about that though, so I mean, fast forward, I kind of took a few days and then Paris and I ended up leaving for vacation. Vacation! Vacation! To kind of clear your mind, which I'm sure yes. really helped. It really did help. And the more we spoke and, you know, had some life experiences together, um, just like walking along the beach together, mm-hmm. figuring out what to do, it just became more and more clear to me that I needed to take this chance on myself and say... Um, you can do this. You got this. I don't know what the heck you're going to do. Like, that's what I'm thinking in my mind. What am I going to do? Right. I I don't know. Is this like where I finally invest in myself and start working on my personal business and not even doing this corporate bull crap that has just made me completely lose myself? Right. Or... Like, what does that look like? Right. So you came back from your vacation. So I came back from my vacation. And after having some conversations with the um, owner, president of the company, I feel like we both kind of knew that we were not a good fit for each other. Um, Just kind of like some of the things that we had talked about on a professional level. Right. um, It was very apparent to both of us that we needed to make a change. So I came back from my vacation kind of fully knowing, oh, I'm either quitting today or I'm getting fired today. So I even had this speech prepared. (laughs) I love this. For my team. And I actually didn't even get the chance to say it to them, which made me really sad. But um, I ended up getting fired. I ended up getting fired from my marketing director position that paid me six figures that, like, I thought was made who me who I was. Right. And that was the risk that I took. The risk right. that I took was staying in a place that I hated, that I didn't agree with. And then the second risk was okay, now you actually finally have to t- make a decision. It's to the point where you're. this is not okay. And it was so tough. And I feel like I've lost myself a little bit in the process too of like, am I good enough? Am I worth it? Do I get to still be this amazing, great marketing person that can still navigate a team regardless of getting fired, right? There's right. that stigma. There's that ego. There's all of those things that come with that. But if you could give the listeners anything, what would you tell them about if they're in this situation right now? What could you tell them to maybe help them, whether that's helping them think of a new path that they could take or help them, like, understand that it's okay to to leave a situation that you don't believe in? I... I know it's a good question. It's hard because the stability, right? We're right. talking about risk and financially that's such a hard decision, right? right? We just lost that income. Right. But 
I get to be myself again. Right. I get to be Lexi. Who am I really? What do I actually believe in? Who is this unconfident person that was developed over these last two years? You really have to decide, is it worth it? Is this worth my mental stability the way I feel personally? Right. Or is it fine for the time being. Really, you have to ask yourself the hard questions. If you sit there and stew on it and start being like, oh, well, does it really matter? You're going to end up like me where I'm two and a half years into this process and I don't know who I am and I've let this go on for too long. And now I'm like back to the drawing board, basically. Right. So if you feel like you're in that position, don't. Don't just ask you, okay, well, is it worth it? No, you need to ask yourself the hard questions. What would I do if I wasn't doing this? Am I going to lose myself? Am I already losing myself? Is this actually worth it? Is this something that me and my husband, or even if you're single or whatnot, is this something that I believe in myself enough to pivot? Like, you have to go down the rabbit hole with it. And I I would recommend writing it all out because you're going to just have this stir in your mind for weeks I know because I've been doing it and so if you just write it out and you just have to be okay with your decision whatever it is I feel like that's really the most important thing is like no matter what you decide you have to go into it with a full force and a full head knowing the risks and the rewards that could come out of it and you're not going to always know Mm -hmm. right away and sometimes it's those little things, those little hints that you get along the way that you're like, oh, I should be doing this or, oh, yes. I shouldn't be doing this. That Listen to your gut. Your Absolutely. your gut and your mind, you know. You, you know you just don't want to listen to it. I have the perfect quick example for this is you're always told that, like, parents have that parent instinct. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you don't have to be a parent to have that instinct. Like, I feel like you have these instincts and sometimes you're just standing in the way and you're not listening to it. Mm -hmm. And if you are a parent, I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, You know, when your kid's doing something and you just have a (laughs) feeling that you're like, they need to come home right now, you know? Yeah, you just It's just that. that feeling that you need to maybe make a new change in your life, maybe make a pivot. And I'd be lying if I said, okay, well... Just that one risk, like taking that one risk, leads to so many other risks that you just have to mentally prepare yourself for that too. I'm not saying, okay, if you feel like you shouldn't be there, jump right out of it. No, that's what really I applaud Paris for is just saying, hey, I want you to do this. Absolutely. But you also need to look at all of these other aspects of your life. Right. And also have a good support system because I think that's crucial when you're taking risks like that. Well, I am so proud of you. And this has been so motivating to me. And I'm not even in your situation. I can only imagine the listeners that are listening. And you have came so far, like from when you first started your job, even to now, like I know that sometimes like you say that you've lost yourself and that it's hard, Mm -hmm. but like, looking from it from my point of view, like, I can see the person, even just from the day that I called you and you said that you were quitting your job, you're totally a different person now than Don't you were Don't make then. me cry. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, though. Like, I agree. Yeah. You, you've came so far and sometimes, sometimes jobs it's aren't like, always for you. Yeah. And it's like, 
I really struggled with the ego hit too. And, um, that was hard. That's, that's still kind of hard for me to navigate too. It's like you, I feel like I did get a lot of success really quickly Mm -hmm. in the corporate side of things. And not that I don't regret it, but it's also kind of like that has really, I've struggled with it. I've really struggled with it. Like the imposter syndrome, but also like the confidence, but then, you know, you're, you always feel like you're ahead, but then you're behind, and then you're ahead, but then you're behind, and then coming- and I think I think also it's hard to see, like, I think you, a lot of us compare one another to somebody else when you see somebody else so successful, and they're succeeding mm-hmm. in all these things, and then you look at yourself, and you're like, what the heck? Why am I not? Right. And so I think that's hard, too, is because you, you have all these feelings and emotions and everything like that. One quick question that I wanted to ask you before we wrap up is, um, you use the phrase- fired. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that can be such a harsh yes. word that do you think that there could be a different meaning to the word fired where it's okay to be fired? Um, or what's kind of your thoughts on the word fired? I love that you brought this question up. Um, being fired to me, this is the little naive Lexi that was like, if you get fired, you're probably not a good worker. Like you're, if you've ever gotten fired, you did something bad. You probably, it was probably your fault, right? All of that. So that's what I like before I put that meaning behind it. And now I look at it and I'm like, I got fired yet I still know in my heart that I'm like one of the hardest workers. My intentions were so pure and my team, I had a great team that supported me. We worked so well, but just because that's in place doesn't mean that you're the right fit for a company on what they're doing, right? Right. So me and my personal team, oh my gosh, I love them to death and we were so good together. And they've even messaged me like, what the hell? Right. (laughs) But it's like, I think it's ignorant to say that, oh, it doesn't matter if you vibe with a company. I think that that's truly immaturity. It's looking at a company and saying, oh, well, it's just a job. It's not. To me, especially from like the entrepreneurial side, I take pride in my work and I need to align with the goals I thrive off of vision. I thrive off of values. So if that's not aligned, get out. Right. And sometimes you'll just have to quit and deal with those consequences as well. Um, but I would say getting fired to me doesn't mean that anymore. And it, I think it took me to actually get fired to understand to that. that, especially on a higher level. It totally makes sense when I see like high execs getting fired and I'm like, oh, well, they were probably just shit. And it's like, why does that have to mean that? Right. Why does the word fired have to mean something so negative, negative and absolutely whatnot? But I mean, not that we need to turn the word fired into this big positive thing. No, heck no. I feel like right. sometimes you kind of have that in your mindset of you have these words that are so negative and degrading that you if you were ever in that situation you put yourself in a completely different category and it shouldn't be like that you should look back and and kind of see why you're there and and maybe it was a step in the right direction well we are getting to the end of our podcast and I just want to say how awesome it's been to listen to your story today and 
it's it's yeah. been so fun to hear, you know, the way that you've brought it more as an upbringing than kind of one of those things that you could go into. Your- oh, that's what I was going to say. I was going to tell you that, um, why do I keep losing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. I could sit here and I could soak on the word getting fired. Mm-hmm. I could soak on it. I could make it a negative. I could say, well, I'm a worthless piece of shit. And that's not what we're here to do. It's okay to feel negative about it for one split second. Take your day. Take your two days and move on. I definitely think that's important. It's important. But give yourself that deadline. Yes. Don't be yes. like. And, and give yourself a realistic deadline. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to give myself the week. Girl, you don't need the week. Give yourself 24 hours, at most 48 hours. Obviously, if there's and something more tragic. You're going to have you're thoughts. Gonna, you're absolutely. You're going to have negative thoughts. You're going to probably think about it a few times, but get yourself out of that. Get, like, don't yeah. sulk in it. Do not stay down at rock bottom because that's not where you belong. It's never fun to be there. And the longer that you're down there, it's always harder to come back up. So, Thank you for this conversation today. I wasn't going to talk about any of this, so, but I feel like as soon as you started talking about your risk, I didn't, I think it was completely relevant to share that aspect, and so that's what we're here to do. That's what we're here to do. Business besties, it has been a pleasure sitting with you here on episode number two, and we have a guest speaker joining us for our next episode, and I am so excited. A new, fresh perspective. I want to scream. I'm so excited. So definitely be back for episode number three, and it's going to be a good one. A good one. Thank you. Love you, business besties. Talk to you soon.